When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a game. The 49ers come out on top. We are 3 and 0. Probably one of the ugliest football games that I can ever remember watching, being a part of, whatever. It it doesn't matter. Uh, That many turnovers and things go wrong. And to be able to come out and win, holy cow, yes. Dante Pettis coming through in the clutch. You know, I I know a lot of the faithful wrote him off as dead, and maybe rightfully so. There were a lot of bad... pardon the term, juju going on with Dante Pettis in the offseason. And holy cow, he comes out in the most clutch way. Uh, Two of the key plays down the end, which we're going to talk about. But if you're joining us, I just want to say thank you and welcome. Holy cow, your 49ers are 3-0 and and undefeated after three weeks and going into a bye week. We do have some time off now. What we're going to do this episode, we are going to chat and hopefully get some clarity on a lot of issues because while the 49ers seem to answer several questions, uh, several new ones start to arise. So a very messy game again. But what we're going to do, we're going to go over offense, defensive MVPs, We're going to talk some general team stats and how the game went, um, some key plays, things like that. Um, But we're also going to cover what this means moving forward and what are those question marks that are going to need to be answered. And here's the deal. We have 15 days until the next 49ers game, which, you know, Kyle Shanahan just talked about this in his press conference, you don't want to have the early bye week, but you always want a bye week because you can always rest people. Football is very, very tough. So if you have a question and whether you're on YouTube Live or Periscope or wherever it is that you are listening to this, make sure that you at me in the comments so that I can see it. And I want to try to respond to everybody's questions. And right off the bat, uh, did we bitch Verrett? Yes, we did. We benched him. Um, He goes out there for two plays and probably the most important takeaways as far as injuries and whatnot. We don't know much with Witherspoon. Uh, we didn't see him. Uh, the play kind of took place off to the sideline, so you did, he didn't like fall down, and the refs didn't have to step in and call the play. So he's injured. All we see is him being carted off. Um, you have to assume it's a lower body injury. If somebody sees that, I'm not scrolling through Twitter or any of that kind of stuff right now, so if you see something, um, please go ahead and throw it up in the chat so that we can let everybody know what's going on. Uh, you guys are going to see that before me just because I, I'm recording live, but here's the deal. 
Lower leg injury and hell of a game before he went out. He looked unbelievable. It's definitely his best half yet, which is saying a lot because this season he has been on fire. And so he goes out, and we get to see Jason Verrett. He comes out, he doesn't play much. He makes it through two plays, three if you count the penalty. He gets burned on the deep post route, which, you know, <laughs> you, my thing is this, as a defensive coordinator, and I don't want to like throw shade at the defense because they won this football game, absolutely incredible, but you bring in a brand new corner that hasn't played in two years, a snap during the regular season, and you allow them to motion out your single high safety to the other third, and you're going to leave your brand new guy that hasn't played in two years, one-on-one, with one of the fastest players on their team. I don't understand that. Um, you know, he gets beat on the post route and tripped up feet, gets pass interference, whatever. I could live with that. It wasn't bad coverage that play. But they just showed you what they wanted to do. Next play, you let them motion your safety out again, and you put them in the exact same position. you got to jump in, and you've got to change something that's going on there. He gets beat. There was no double move. He was watching the quarterback instead of the wide receiver, and just got he got dusted by five-plus yards. Uh, huge plays. And then <laughs> next time out, Mosley was out there for him. So, uh, yeah, he did get benched there. So uh, definitely something to pay attention to there. Uh, we've got to see what's going on because we do not know if Witherspoon is okay. We really do not know. Um, now, Justin School, probably one of the other huge things to talk about, and it's a tell of two, not even two halves. Through the first three quarters, Justin School was absolutely unbelievable. On one of the touchdown drives in the third quarter, he made three key blocks on that drive alone, probably one of the best combo blocks I've ever seen. I'm going to cut it up on Twitter, and I'll throw it up on YouTube with my um, film notes this week, so stay tuned for that. But he played absolutely incredible until... <laughs> until Till he gets three gigantic penalties and ruins two drives. Um, but he actually played very, very well. McGlinchey, again, got beat several times early on. He made lots of adjustments and played much better in the second half. But that was huge. School was great. He really, really was. Just those three penalties. Yeah, It's going to happen. It's his first damn game. He drew a tough matchup. It's what it is, but um, I feel much more confident in our offensive line now after this game, even though we gave up one sack and eight quarterback hits. Jimmy G, he he took a beating. Uh, there's no doubt about that, and this is the thing. You know, Kyle Shannon even said this. You know, if they're going to bring those guys, that means we have people out open in the flats, and we took advantage of that. Sometimes that means your quarterback has to get hit, and Jimmy Garoppolo, unfortunately, he kind of took the brunt of that deal. Um, that's just kind of what it is. Now, what I want to talk about now is the turnovers because this is problematic. You know, we are three games in and we have won two horrible, <laughs> horrible games with a lot of turnovers, pick sixes, uh, fumbled snaps, all that kind of stuff. And here's the deal. We had five lost turnovers on offense. So, uh, Two first turnovers were interceptions, but both went off of the hands of the wide receivers or running backs in that case. So the very first one, a Brita tipped pass off of a wide uh, running back screen. It wasn't a good pass. It was behind him, but hit him <laughs> in both of his palms. Like 100% should have been catchable. He pops it up like a hot potato. You cannot put that on Jimmy Garoppolo. Second one, eh, not a good pass. Slant route to Dante Pettis, and this scared the hell out of me because they're showing you they're 
going to trust Dante Pettis, right? They put him out there versus man coverage with safety help to his side. They run a slant. Um, he doesn't get the separation that you would like, but Garoppolo throws it in there. It's a timing route. It would have been a hell of a catch, okay? I'll be honest with you. But it hits him in both of his hands. And again, tip drill, another interception. It's funny, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick gets an interception off of, you know, a terrible coverage on a screen running back play to Brita, and my mentions just blow up. See, we should have traded for Minka. And it's like, dude, like, no, that's not a positive play. He didn't do anything. He was just in the right place at the right time. Actually, wrong place at the right time. He had way too much separation between him and his man. So I like Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he's a hell of a player. I just don't want to spend that first-round pick on on this guy. Anyway, uh, regardless, thanks, everybody, for being petty. I love that. Bring it to my Twitter feed, at JL underscore Chapman. I love it. Um, I I'm giving you a hard time. I do love that stuff. Now, next turnover is the Raheem Mostert freaking fumble. Um, He looked amazing this game again, just fighting for extra yards. Uh, He had both hands on the ball. He just, you know, took the helmet and shoulder pads as he was trying to dive over the ball carrier and it came out. Uh, Then he fumbled another ball later on. It kind of like bobbled around. So that scares me a lot. (laughs) And the crazy thing is this. So we have our running backs that just caused two turnovers. We haven't even got to Jeff Wilson yet, who has fumbled the ball more than anybody. But through three games, or two games, he got called up last week. He's protected the ball. He's got both hands on the ball, two rushing touchdowns. You got to give a shout out for him. But I'm not going to lie. When we're having five damn turnovers, and then you're giving the ball to Jeff Wilson, it just seems like you're asking for something really, really bad to happen. Now, after that, we had the two bad snap exchanges. Um, The first one, you got to put on the center, Western Richburg. You know, you're taught as a center, and pardon my language here, but when you are snapping, you have to put your the knuckle of your thumb, which you put on the laces, you got to put it in your butthole. That's <laughs> just what it is from early on. Um, the problem was, and they got a really good close-up angle on this, the ball, he was firing out in a down block, and he had a double eagle on him, so he had one guy in each of the A-gaps. And what happened was he didn't get the ball up into his body. Instead, he pushed it back, and so it hit the bottom part of Jimmy Garoppolo's hand. So that's just... It happens a lot when the centers are covered up and they've got to fire out in a down block because as they snap, you've got to make your first step. And this is why a lot of people can't play center um, at certain levels. You can be a great guard. It's just it's a whole different thing. Footwork, it, coordination, all those things. So whatever. We haven't seen that happen before. So you don't want to say, oh, yeah, you know, chalk it up to whatever. I think we're going to be okay. Now, the second snap exchange, this was on Jimmy Garoppolo 1,000%. He was awful. With play clock management, so many times we burned three timeouts during the the course of this game because of horrible clock man- management. One was on Kyle Shanahan; he didn't get the play into the huddle. So there was like twelve seconds left on the play clock. The other two uh, just slow and kind of lazy out of the huddle. And I understand they're wanting to. He tried calling audibles both times, but you, you can't do that whenever the play clock's at four. You've got to know your time and your situation. But um, you know, this happened several times as well. We do that fake jet motion, which I love, but Kyle Shanahan even said this in his press conference. You have to snap it whenever he is at the tackle. <laughs> we snapped it several times when he was at the guard, and then one time when he was on top of the center, and that was a fumbled exchange. And you're down three points in the fourth quarter with like four minutes left, and you have a fumbled exchange because your quarterback's calling the cadence too, l- too late. That is... 
not okay. So luckily we have 15 days, as I said, with the bye week. We got to clean a lot of that stuff up because here's the deal. Steelers are a decent football team. They're not a good football team. You know, the Tampa Bay Bucks are a decent football team. They're not a good football team. We have a lot of very good football teams on our schedule still. And if we don't clean this crap up, we are very, very lucky to be 3-0. and um, Is our team good enough to be 3-0? and Hell yeah. But with all those turnovers, you're negative three in turnover margin and got to win? Holy cow. That, that's a whole nother story. So it, right now, you just got to be very, very happy with our situation um, and kind of take that for what it is. Now, a couple other things. Did Pettis regain your faith? Man, I've been pretty high on Pettis since he was in college. So I am a Pettis fan. Uh, he's got some mental issues. There's no doubt about that. Confidence, whatever else. But uh, holy cow. You, you, Those two plays were huge. One... You have the defensive holding call that he pulled. It was against him on third and goal. And so, like, you know, if if they didn't get that call, you're kicking a field goal, now it's tied. So now you're trying to play for overtime instead of the win because you got to kick a field goal there to tie it up. There's not that much time left. But instead, we get the defensive holding. That brings in the first and goal. Uh, once we do that, then the touchdown play was just bananas. I love that the announcers were drawing a lot of attention to him. I was on the um, NFL Sunday ticket package, so I'm not sure what announcers you guys had where you are. But uh, here's the deal. He ran his route. He didn't get a lot of separation. It was against kind of a soft zone, a man zone. And what happened was the pass was thrown short, and rightfully so, because that's where the window was. Their defense is basically just a soft shell zone, which means we want to keep the ball in front of us. And he attacked the ball. He didn't sit there and wait. He went and got the ball. Caught it, amazing catch, and then found a way into the end zone. And you talk about clutch performances. You know, he didn't do a lot most of the game, but those two plays were as big as any plays in the game. And the fact that he was out there and Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo both trusted him in that situation, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. So, um, again, if you guys have questions, go ahead and throw them in there. I see a whole bunch of messages on here. Uh, that is great news. That is great news. Uh, where was Bosa? Bosa was out there a lot. We did rotate our defensive line much more than I would have liked. That just seems to be the formula this year. Uh, you look at guys like Solomon Thomas. Um, they were out there a whole whole lot. But um, Nick Bosa didn't show up much in the uh, stat sheet. He really, really didn't. He did get um, one tackle for loss, one tackle, and one quarterback hit. I was curious to see if they were going to give him a half sack on you know the, the very last play when DeForest Buckner got in there. But the reason why DeForest Buckner got in there and got the sack and the forced fumble was because of Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa wrapped up his legs, but uh, this is starting to turn into a trend now. Uh, Bosa can get to the quarterback. He can get pressure. He's got to start finishing off those those pressures into sacks. So um, there were a couple times when he was jogging around after the game back to the huddle and to the line of scrimmage. He was kind of ginger. Um, he was kind of favoring that leg. So I'm curious to see what it looks like. Thankfully, we have 10, uh, 15 days off. I hope Bosa doesn't practice for the first week. I just hope he sits out because if that ankle does get healthy, D Ford, you know, playing on his knee, didn't practice all week till Friday, a limited thing. Gets in there with a huge sack, several other huge pressures. He looks so fast. Um, 
D Ford looked great, absolutely great. Now, um, real quick, couple things as we get into our over unders and our betting stuff, and just man, how things went. So uh, here's the thing: we talked a lot about this during the week, and Vegas was spot on this week. Uh, they had it at a 44 point over under, and that's where it hit right there. So nobody gets paid on that one. We are now four of six on our betting this year. Uh, I also put money down on. Kittle getting over 80 yards and the 49ers winning. I did a double down bet on that, and we did not hit because Kittle didn't hit 80 yards, which is crazy. He had 57 yards at halftime. We didn't target him once in the third quarter, and then just two more targets in the fourth. I don't know why they went away from Kittle. It was working the whole time. They didn't really change the way they were doing their coverage. It just seems like we went into halftime, our offensive coaching staff, and they tried to decide, hey, we they're missing this area. This is where we're going to start to attack, which was interesting, but it's what it is. Uh, thoughts on Kawan Williams? Not bad. Uh, he had a good game. You know, the big play to the slot for the huge touchdown, the Juju touchdown, was against Tart. It was not against Williams because we were, that was out of 13 personnel, I believe, and so we were in our big package. So we had three linebackers, so we had to walk up our safety tart and put him on the slot and that was just terrible coverage by tart he was in trail technique on a just kind of mid-range drag across the middle of the field and he was just jogging like it seemed like he was happy with being so far behind even as the ball was in the air he thought he had safety help and he did have safety help schematically but tarvarius Moore, good lord he had an awful awful game um he he might not show up on the missed tackle stat sheet, but the only reason why he didn't is because he takes such horrible angles that he's not even within arm's length of the guy he's supposed to tackle. At least four different times on the game, in almost all their big plays, you're going to see Tarvarius Moore just flying at the bottom of your screen. I can't wait to come back and once they put all 22 up there so I can just see what the hell he was doing. Um, his speed is unbelievable. Uh, his aggression is great. His ball skills are amazing, but he ran the hell out of the way way too often. So... It, he had a chance today, and I even said this, you know, on my keys to the game. This is going to be a test on Tarvarius Moore. He failed the test. Um, he, he's not closing the door on what's going to happen with Jimmy Ward. Is he going to come back and play slot? Is he going to come back and play free? I don't know, because you were hoping that Tarvarius Moore would slam that door shut and say, no, this job's mine by the way he played. He didn't do that. So the fact that he didn't do that, I really don't know what's going to happen. Now, his, his problem is fixable. I do agree with you. Um, but We've seen it over and over and over again. And it's not, you know, whenever you're making these mistakes in the first half and then you go make the exact same mistake in the second half twice more, that's a trend. You don't want trends in the negative way. You have to fix this. You kind of got to step in and do that. So before I go through the rest of my predictions and how I did, what a crazy game, first off. I do want to say thanks to our sponsor, MyBookie. Um, man, if you guys head over there this week, we're going to have a couple other bets, even though the 49ers are off this week. We are now 4-6 and six on the season, so we're still <laughs> better than 50%, but this was a crazy-ass game. We should have been paid on both of our bets this week. You can't predict five 
uh, turnovers, but that's what it is. Head over to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers49ERS. They are going to match your initial deposit up to $1,000. And the best thing about this site, I've been using them for years. You put your money in, you put your bets down. It's fun to track them, all those things. Uh, you get paid, it's easy to get your money out. And they have so many new betting things. You can bet just second half games, first half games. You can do all kinds of props builder. They got everything. So head over there to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they will take care of you. Let them know the 49ers Rush podcast sent you, and uh, they will help you out dramatically. Now, a couple things. Our defense, we've got to just talk about these guys for a second because they played with their backs against the wall the entire damn game. Those five turnovers, they continually got short fields. You know, you start the entire game off, right? Um, very first drive, they start off on the 32, their own 32-yard line. We hold them, four plays, five yards, field goal. Awesome, okay? Then, three and out, second drive. Third drive, they started on the 24-yard line. Hold them to a field goal. Like, this is unbelievable. The amount of three and outs that we were able to hold them to was just astounding. Um, You know, they went three for 12 on third downs, and they only had 239 yards. We had 436 total yards offense. You put up 400-plus yards offense, you go six for 11 on third downs, you have... It's unbelievable what they were able to do. 14 passing first downs, 26 total. We should have had 40-plus points. The only reason why we didn't is we had three turnovers within the 15-damn-yard line. You can't do that. And whenever you do that, it just stifles everything. So the fact that our defense could keep us in this game long enough, you know, you have four turnovers in the first half. They only got six points. They almost forced more turnovers than they scored points. That doesn't even make sense. And it's not like the turnovers were happening, you know, all the, like they had great field position several different times. But uh, the defense just stepped up. You know, the young quarterback, you got to give him props. He played okay. He didn't play great, but we didn't get a lot of pressure on him. You know, we, we didn't get a lot of hits. We got back there some, but not near as much as we wanted to. We got two sacks for 14 yards. They only sacked us once for nine, but Jimmy Garoppolo took a much worse beating than um, Mason Rudolph did. But a lot of that has to say they, they do have a top, um, you know, much better offensive line than we do, and they keep more guys in to pass protect than we do as well. So uh, just want to give a shout-out to our defense. Once I get the all-22 and the end zone film, I will go back and break down. Uh, we're gonna, we got plenty of time. As I said, we have 15 days. So I'm going to do an entire separate episode of just breaking down the defense and then another episode just breaking down the offense as well. And I'm going to put some more film stuff up on Twitter as well. Now, uh, yeah, you, another thing, too, we've got to talk about. Our division, you know, the Cards and the Seahawks both lost today. So, you know, the Rams, I believe, are about to kick off here in about 20 minutes or so. Um, who knows? I mean, if you're 3-0, and I put this stat out there earlier this week. I did some research. A 2-0 and team has a 55% likelihood of making the playoffs. Okay? A 3-0 and team, that jumps up a full 20 points. At 75% in the history of the NFL since the merger, 3-0 and teams making the playoffs. Now, does this mean we're making the playoffs? Absolutely not. We are a good football team. We are much more of a complete football team than a lot of teams out there. However, we are very streaky. Um, 
Robert Saylor had a great quote earlier this week, and he said, consistency is the number one key to, to success um, and to greatness. Like, if you can be consistent, you're going to be okay. But again, if we keep doing this fluky stuff, you do that in the playoffs, <laughs> you have this many unforced turnovers, then, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be over. It, you can't win like this against fo- good football teams. And, and that's another thing, too, unforced turnovers. There was one forced turnover, and that's the Mostert fumble. Brita's tipped pass, we did that to ourselves. Dante's tipped pass interception, we did that to ourselves. Bad snap exchange, we did that to ourselves. Um, then the second bad snap exchange on the jet motion, we did that to ourselves. They forced one, we gave four. That is not okay. The good news is all fixable, all fixable. Uh, we just got to figure that out. Uh, just thank you, Curtis, right here. He just gave us an injury update. Uh, Witherspoon is wearing a walking boot and will have an MRI on his foot, but he said he doesn't think the injury is too serious. That is a quote. Thank you, uh, Curtis. Uh, really do appreciate that. But that's great news. The fact that we have 15 days, if it is an ankle or if it is a foot, if you're saying not too serious, let's do best case, worst case. Um, best case, low ankle sprain. Uh, which we have seen um, lots of. So low ankle sprain, you're talking two to four weeks. Okay. Now high ankle sprain, four to six weeks. We've seen what that looks like as well. That's scary stuff. You don't want Achilles. That's definitely the worst. Look at Jason Verrett. And then you don't want any type of foot fracture. Um, That's going to put you right at a month if it's a foot issue. Or long term, we're seeing what's happening to Trent Taylor, what's going on there. So uh, some things to look for. You want to hear low ankle sprain, no ligament damage. That is the key words of the MRI that we are listening for uh, that's going to help us determine the timetable. Now, I will say this. The 49ers coaching staff always has a sunny side view of how long uh, they're going to be back. So it's going to be the under. <laughs> they always bet the over on whatever they say. If they say two to three weeks, it's going to be three to four weeks because they're always, they want to take the player's side during press conference modes to know they're behind them and what they expect. It usually doesn't really go that bad. Um, next question, if it's too serious, should we make a call to Jacksonville? Here's the Here's the deal. Yes, and again, lots of people you know hit me up about Jalen Ramsey, and that's fine. I love trades too. Jalen Ramsey, they they asked for two first round picks. Two teams said okay, and then they still didn't trade them. So you're talking two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey plus. You've got to have to get some player, too. Now, once you do that, Jalen Ramsey has already came out and said he is breaking the bank all-time record deal, not just for cornerbacks, but any defensive player ever. You're talking $20 million plus per year, and it's his contract year, so you have to be willing to walk away from two first-rounders. You have to be willing to add uh, another young upcoming player, and then you have to be willing to pay this guy $20 million plus per year. Um, so based on all those things, I'm saying no, (laughs) I am saying no, we've got to use some of those first round picks on offensive line. We already don't have our second round pick. Do I want him on our team? Hell yeah, I do. Every team in the NFL wants a shutdown corner, but not for two first round picks and 20 million. We only have 24 million cap space in 2020. So that would, if we, if we did trade for him, you're going to have to re-sign him. That means we're going to be losing, probably can't sign DeForest Buckner then. Um, now you're talking Eric Armstead's probably going to walk as well. So you can give that money to just you know $20 million to uh, 
um, Jalen Ramsey, or you can give that to Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner. Personally, I want to pay the guys that have been here. I don't like the attitude of Jalen Ramsey in the locker room. I hate all the shenanigans. He's a hell of a player, but uh, just take that for what you want. Um, a quick question from Dean. This is awesome. How did Verrett do, aside from the pass interference and the touchdown allowed, first two plays, I'll give him a pass. That was his only two plays. He got benched after that. So <laughs> um, he did. That's all, that's all he did. You can't, you can't grade him on anything else because he, he did those two plays and then they sent him out. So that's what that is. But uh, he's going to get another chance. There, that's for sure, especially, you know, you don't think that Witherspoon's going to be back out there. So you have to have an open competition in practice now, and the competition's going to be between Mosley, who replaced him in the game, even though he's been the slot guy, DJ Reed, which I'm surprised they didn't put DJ Reed out there, who's been taking most of the backup snaps at outside corner. Um, so DJ Reed, Mosley, and then Verrett. And shoot, why not? Throw Jimmy Ward out there too. Uh, he's played it. He started it. Uh, I don't want him there. But it's something that you could look about. So, again, yeah, thank you, everybody. Yeah, I, I want to move on from Jalen Ramsey. But we'll take that. That's kind of what it is. Now, I will say this, and as we kind of wrap it up here, be happy. We have not been 3-0 since 1988. We have been through living hell, horrible coaching staffs, bad players, unwatchable football. And we're the faithful. But sometimes you've got to take a step back and just say, holy shit, look where we are. We are 3-0. and And this is absolutely wonderful news. We're on top of our division. We're on top of the entire NFL 3-0. and There's not going to be a lot of 3-0 and teams out there after week three. Now, even after week four, we're still going to be undefeated because we don't have a game. So... The mentality of everybody that is playing us is changing drastically. Okay, um, the Super Bowl odds just from before before the season. I, mean, I put twenty bucks down on 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I got plus four thousand five hundred odds. It's down to plus two thousand odds now. It's about to drop even more. So the teams that are going to play the 49ers from here on out. We're not going by anybody unnoticed. Nobody's going to take us lightly. We are now a team to chase. We are now a team to play up to the level of who we did. And on top of that, we have a lot of bad film. <laughs> we have a lot of really bad film with all these turnovers and interceptions. That's going to make defenses much more um, foaming at the mouth because they can – Sacks and quarterback hits and turnovers, that's how defensive players get paid in new contracts. So whenever they see that, that is dollar signs in their eyes. Um, so something to pay attention to. But take all of this, man, enjoy this for the next 15 days. We're gonna I got a bunch of content coming up. Also, uh shelled out a whole bunch of money to get a new website up. That's coming within this bye week. Uh, it's going to be NinersRush.com. Somebody took 49ersRush.com, but that's okay. <laughs> it's going to be NinersRush.com. I'm going to have extra film articles on there and uh, going to be looking for some new writers for the NinersRush.com. So if you want to give your uh, shot at doing some writing, go ahead and slide into my DMs on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman or email me 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. 
um, looking to add some talent. So uh, we've got a lot of stuff to go on for sure, and I am really excited. A couple questions here about uh, Armstead. Should we sign, uh, re-sign Eric Armstead? 100% yes. Um, I would be willing to argue he is the best number three defensive end in the league. So the pecking order I put us at, um, you know, D Ford, Nick Bosa, those are going to be the eventual starters. But Eric Armstead's unbelievable. He has played lights out the past year, uh, you know, 2018 and 2019. It's very easy to remember his first two years and say, yeah, he was a bust, whatever else, uh, always injured. We haven't seen that, you know, the past, what's that now, 18 games? He has been just lights out. So you've got to just love what he is doing in the game because now not only is he great against the run, as always, he's including pressures and he's much more versatile now as that big end. So I would love to re-sign him. He's making $9 million now. I think that you could keep him around that number with the cap growing. You know, I could see him getting like a three-year, $33 million deal, make it incentive-laden as Parag always does, and we'd be okay. But again, I think it, anywhere in the NFL, you would be hard-pressed to find a better number three defensive end on any roster. That's such a premium position, and it, usually people just want pressures and sacks. He's unbelievable in the running game. A lot of those three and outs that we get throughout the entire game, it's because we stopped them on first and second down, and they can't run the ball against us. You look at what James Conner did. James Conner had a horrible, horrible game, and a lot of that had to do with two people. Uh, Eric Armstead, uh, second, you know, he was the second most involved in that, but also Quan Alexander, who I haven't even talked about. Uh, Quan Alexander shadowed James Conner all game, which was awesome. And we talked about that in our preview scouting report, our last episode, if you want to go back and listen to that. I said, uh, one of the keys is we have to keep Fred Warner off of James Conner and Fred Warner off of Juju Smith-Schuster. We were able to achieve both of those. Uh, We basically just, Quan Alexander manned up James Conner the entire game for the most part, and we were able to keep Fred Warner tied up with a tight end or a fullback if they were in there. And so that was great. James Conner goes 13 rushes for 43 yards. That's it. Receiving, even worse. Four catches for 14 yards on five targets. Absolutely just incredible game by those guys. And, you know, I struggled picking offensive and defensive MVPs this week because, man, offensively, it was spread around to everybody. Everybody kind of did some good. Everybody kind of did some bad. But I've got to go with Jimmy Garoppolo, which is bananas considering he was involved in four turnovers. But it didn't matter. 23 of 32, 277 yards, uh, passing one touchdown, Looked good running, too. Uh, You know, got, I think, three first downs uh, just by quarterback sneaks and scrambling. Looked great. Looked absolutely great out there. You could have talked about Kittle. Um, You could have talked about Dante Pettis, even though it was a very small sample size that he did at the end. He got a couple key blocks early as well. But Jimmy Garoppolo and his third down efficiency was just great. Um, We didn't have a lot of third shorts. We had a lot of third and really longs. And he was able to keep those drives going and kept us in the game for sure. Defensive MVP, DeForest Buckner. Um, I don't think that this one's very close at all. Eight tackles, one sack, one quarterback hit, one forced fumble. He was all over the place. There was one drive. It was a three and out. He made all three plays to force a three and out. And one of them was an outside screen pass to a wide receiver that he chased down from the opposite hash. Uh, just Defoe is back. 
and that is great, great news. He's back to playing at that all-pro level, and that's just absolutely great. So really, really excited about that. Um, Here's a question. John, has a running back scored on our offense yet? That is a great question, Um, one in which I can check here in a second. I, I think that we, I know that they allowed one, um, I'm not sure if we did. Nobody scored against us today. And if we look at it, I'm sorry, I, I know this is like bad radio. But yeah, you are correct. We have not allowed a rushing touchdown yet. We were obviously zero. Uh, that's first in the league, and that's going to stay. So very astute observation there. Yeah, the, our defense is just lights out. Absolutely lights out. So no rushing touchdowns allowed. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. And, man, we've got a lot of stuff coming your way. So please stay tuned. If you have not subscribed to YouTube, make sure you do that. John Chapman is the channel. Um, You're going to see all the banners and all that stuff. Hit the notifications because we are doing live shows every time now. If you are just a podcast person, you want to listen on your way to work or whatever, that's fine. I'm going to keep putting that out there. But if you want to take part in these live shows, questions and answers and all that kind of stuff, and just uh, the energy is just a lot different, head over to YouTube, hit the notification bell. So that way when we start a show, you don't miss out. So until next time, which we'll have an episode out in probably two days after NFL releases all their film, and I can break all that down. Until then, enjoy being 3-0 and in your first place 49ers, and stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.